Welcome to GP Bullhound's Tech Thoughts, a weekly overview of economic developments in international markets. Today is the 13th of May and we are here with Inge Haydorn and Nayla Salkovic for our weekly market roundup. In today's episode, they will give an update on Q1 results from the past week, talk about Taiwan's April semis sales numbers and give an update on gaming. But first, market news from Inge. Over to him. Thank you, Maria. The marketplace for technology shares has been really, really tough since Thursday. And it's not really driven by any macro points in, in so sense. We haven't had any. Uh, we had CPI and PPI this week, which were slightly worse than expected, but not much. We think the downturn really was driven by the fact that you had so many e-commerce players coming up with bad news after closing on Wednesday. Wayfair, Etsy, eBay, Shopify, and that's more seen like a state, uh, the state of economy in the U.S. slowing down and the fact that a lot of technology shares are still exposed to us, uh, the consumer and the e-commerce market. So looking at the market for a moment, it seems like we have the grosses coming down towards technology, both in hedge funds and in, in, in general fund community, meaning you're selling now the high quality names, Apple and Microsoft underperforming, and you see some of the lower quality names performing even on the positive side. And, and I, we see this as a sign that we're getting close to, to a bottom. And I also think the valuations are becoming much more interesting at this point. Going over to the quarterly results for this week, uh, it's not that bad, the news, as, as it seems at first glance. If you look at the semiconductor names like Microchip, really strong numbers, Infineon, good numbers. If you look at the equipment names, Tokyo Electron, really good numbers. If you look at the Taiwanese sales numbers, if you move into that also on the semiconductor sales, April really, really strong from TSMC, UMC, VIS. So, Really, really healthy numbers. And then keep in mind then that we have a weakness in low-end PC. We have weakness in, in, in low-end phones. And that's still not affecting the market enough to bring it down. We're still seeing record high volumes in, in April. So the health in, in the semiconductor side is still there. So we're not worried about that. And we just saw SMIC coming out with very, very strong numbers today, utilization rate over 100%. And the same with Global Foundries uh, two days ago. So the semiconductor side is still very, very healthy. Yes, the consumer side, we have seen some weaknesses, as, as we earlier pointed out. And on, on the result season this week, we have seen some of the high flyers stumbling, like Palantir, and Unity, Coinbase, and that's really dragging down the sentiment in the marketplace, but not really important if, if you look at the fundamentals for, for technology and, and, and the demand. So for the moment, we would say, yes, the sentiment is quite negative. We all do think we're a little bit bottoming out. So we are adding to our portfolios in our core holdings and we feel more comfortable at, at this place uh, as we have seen a lot of the high flyers come down a lot in valuation, which are been and has been very, very high and getting more normalized. When it comes to the big tech names, we even think they are now at, at so say, an interesting enterprise, a, a number of them, and even cheap, like Google, 
Microsoft and so on. So we're definitely looking into do the, these type of names. On the semiconductor side, we continue to be positive and especially against the equipment names. We will move over the gaming soon with, with Nela, but just one thing to highlight, the gaming companies are still guiding billings to grow this year, which could be a little bit seen as a contradiction to uh, the consumer weakening. But remember, recurring revenue is now a bigger portion of the sales for many of these than selling new games. So over to you, Nela, and a little bit more details on uh, the gaming side. All right, so we've seen some heavy financial results news this week. Um, pretty much all the big gaming companies are ending their fiscal year or quarter. Um, and starting off with Nintendo, which we have been discussing here a lot. Um, they shipped 4.9 million units last quarter and was in line with their forecast, um, which really proves that our model is correct as well. Um, and they're further forecasting 21, 21 million units for the year, uh, which is slightly below um, last year's, but still an incredible number. Um, and I mean, this will be another year where there are over 20 million units and they will pass PS4 lifetime sales with this. Um, they also performed really well on software. Um, however, however, the guiding down a bit for the year so that's something we're going to keep in mind and looking at sony um playstation for the quarter shipped two million units and i mean this is this is really low um, but also something we already knew so in context we know that this is driven by shortages and not really the demand i would say um, software also jumped um, a little due to new releases during the quarter, Gran Turismo, Horizon, so we could really see a big interest there. Um, and the other uh, big data point, uh, which is super interesting that we got, is that they're forecasting to sell 18 million PS5s during the year. And I mean, that's a really big jump from last year. Um, that was 11 million. Um, and I think these sales. Um, numbers uh, seems high when Microsoft and Nintendo are forecasting lower hardware uh, because of China going into lockdown again, for example. And I would say we don't really know how many more times this is going to happen. Um, so yes, they kind of keep a high bar with these shortages. And other companies that they reported was EA, Ubisoft, um, and something that I really want to highlight with all of these um, gaming companies that reported uh, up till now, um, and something that Inge mentioned earlier, is that we've seen that the companies are guiding, guiding the, the billings to grow through the year, uh, which many people seem to be worried about due to the numbers we've seen within consumer weakening, the NPD numbers has really showed us the slowdown. Um, but I was looking through some reports recently, and I really want to highlight the recurring revenue here, uh, which is in many cases more than 50% of the revenues. Uh, so particularly looking at uh, Take-Two, for example, their Q3, they're reporting next week. Um, but their last report and the recurring revenue was 64%. I mean, that, that's a lot. And I think that this shows a lot that the, the power is is not only in the new big releases uh, of these companies. So, I mean, we know that this sector has been trading at the very low multiples, 
um, but have had a tough period with COVID, uh, which is probably the reason for why growth has been weak in the sector. But nevertheless, I think the recurring revenue, revenue really shows that uh, the stability of these companies and that we can expect so much more value from them. Thank you for today and see you next week. Bye.